Welcome to the Soul Circle Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Beltoff, and I'm so happy you're here. Thank you for joining me for another episode. It is wonderful knowing that you are on the other end of this microphone. This podcast is, uh, it's a podcast from the heart. And it is all about sharing stories so that you know, you recognize, and you really, truly feel that you're not alone. We are in this together. We are. And that's also why we have the community space. It's a place for us to show up and be and share with one another. So come on by, say hello, introduce yourself. You can learn more about it in the show notes below or also on my website, jenniferbeltoff.com. Now let's just jump in to today's episode, shall we? This week, I wanted to talk about something that has been really top of mind for me, something that I am trying to harness in a way, and that is balance. And when I say that word balance, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you? For me, when I say that, I think of physical balance me standing, you know, on one foot, and am I wobbling? I think about yoga class and standing in tree pose or even any yoga pose, because it really does require your body to be in balance. And there are days I can be in the studio and feel strong and balanced and not shaky. And it's amazing. But then there are those other days where I don't know what's going on, but I can't even stand in warrior one without feeling like I'm going to fall over. Has that ever happened to you where no matter what pose you're in or where you're standing, you feel like you just might topple over? I don't know if it's I'm overtired. I don't know if I need more water. I I don't know. I don't have the magic formula to understand why some days are like that and other days aren't. But it's very similar to life. We will have some days where we will wake up and we will feel like we are winning. The world is on our side and things are just going as planned. And maybe it doesn't happen often, right? But when it does happen, it's an amazing day. It's epic. And then there are those other days where you feel like, I don't know if you've ever read this book as a kid, but Alexander and the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. He says, I'm having a terrible, horrible, no good, very bad day. And when when we are out of balance, that is what the day feels like, right? It feels like nothing is going right. We don't know how to bring ourselves back. It feels like a total lost cause. And it's important to remember, we are going to have both of those kinds of days. And we're also going to have days that are a complete mix of that as well. And we need to remember that just because we might be in a day that is not one we want to be in, where we're struggling, where things aren't going well, you're not having great conversations with people, you're not connecting, it's just, it's not happening. That we can go to bed and as we are going to bed, we can also put that day to bed. And the next day we can wake up and it be a brand new moment, a brand new opportunity where we don't know what is to come, but we don't need to start with that, that rough feeling of it's just terrible. We can start fresh. We can start new in a way. And so balance, you know, what does it mean for me? When I think about it, it is a feeling. It's a feeling of peace, almost. A feeling of 
being able to be present, not feeling like I'm getting pulled in multiple directions, but being able to stay focused in where I am and feeling joy and happiness and contentment, being really, truly grounded in where I am or where I am going and knowing that things aren't going to spin out of control. You know, I feel like when I'm balanced, it's this great vibe around me where I'm almost in a beautiful rhythm, right? It does. It feels like a beautiful rhythm when you're in balance where you kind of know where you're going and what you're doing and how to get there. And you feel full and happy and joyful and it's wonderful. And even as I say it now, I think this is so unattainable. Who can possibly, you know, find their way into that? And it's really not about setting these crazy expectations that we can't get ourselves into, but maybe trying to find little things to help us get to that point. We're just little shifts that we can make that will really maybe start to switch the gears in some way. And more things fall into that balancing place than fall out of it. Wouldn't that be beautiful? Because we're, we're never going to get to perfection. Come on, this is life. But, you know, we can work towards it. We can try to set ourselves up for success in a way. And so today I want to share some of the things that I have been implementing. Some of the things that I'm aiming to really take hold of also a little bit deeper. And let you know kind of how it's going for me. And I would love to hear if you have any other kind of tips or tricks on how you find balance in your own world. And to come on over to the community space and share that because the sharing of ideas is so important. And it really helps to open up that door to connection. And then also inspires others to try different things. And maybe one little thing that you suggested could be a huge shift for someone else. And you never know unless you share it. And sometimes we think, well, I do this. So everyone else already must do this, right? You know, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's anything huge for me, but someone else might not have thought of it. They might not have had to put that all together. So share it, you know, come on by, share your ideas. We all need them. We absolutely do. So the very first thing that I do, and this is a beginning of the week thing, and I'm loving it. And it's, really happens for me on Sunday nights. And it is a planning of what is to come. And I know I have talked about my planner before, and I had mentioned how I was using the kids version. It didn't work for me. I had to switch back over to the adult one, <laughs> but I use the full focus planner. And are you surprised that I have a paper planner being that I am a writer? <laughs> I love it. I have to put things down or I forget. The full focus planner has become my go-to. I absolutely love it. And here's what I love about it. There is um, space for each day. So you can write down what your schedule is going to look like that day. You can write down what your goals are. And then there's also space for you to take notes. And there's a bunch of other pages in here that have kind of like weekly recaps and kind of a preview for your week ahead. I honestly don't really use those pages, but I do use the daily pages. So every Sunday night, I'll pull out my planner 
pull out my pen and I take my phone because my phone has all of my meetings in it. It has all of my events. That calendar on my phone is my lifeline. I have on there my calendar for work. I have on my personal calendar. And then there is also a shared calendar between Dustin and I to help us stay, you know, focused and know what's kind of happening. So there I am with my calendar. And the first thing that I'll do is I'll go through the days and the area where it is kind of that scheduling block where they have on here from, I think it's five until nine o'clock. They list it out hour by hour. And so I put in, you know, what are my meetings for that day? What places do I need to be? Do I have an appointment? And I block out those chunks of time for the entire week. And I know, you know, for work, maybe some of those meetings are going to end up shifting. But at least I know right now this is what my projected week is going to look like. So I put it down. You know, do I have Girl Scouts? Put that down. Am I teaching a writing class that week? Put it down. And it's great because I can really see then right from there, what are my days going to look like? Do I have certain days where it's overwhelming and I'm just blocked with meetings? Or is it more of a day where it's a little bit fluid? Great to be able to see it down all on paper. And then what I do is I make almost this master list of things that I need to get done that week. And that could be recording a podcast, sending out my newsletter. It might be errands that I have to do, go to the grocery store, stop at the post office, pick up something from my brother, whatever it is, put it down into this master list. Along with this master list, just to let you know, I also have a separate list that is probably more, more the master. And that other list contains sort of the bigger things that I need to do. So it doesn't necessarily have to happen this week, but it's things that I want to do that I know would be great to get done, but I don't know when I have the time to fit them in. For example, taking down the screens because winter is coming and washing the ledges of the windows, cleaning out the closet in the hallway, taking the sunscreen that we have that is piling up and, you know, tossing the old ones and stocking away for next year. So all those kind of things that hang over our head. And if I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember, remember that I want to do it or also that I need to do it. And so it's great to have this kind of what we need to do sort of list. So I have that one, that major one. And then I have all the things that I want to do that week. And now I take a look at that and I plot them. Are there certain things that have to happen on certain days? Or certain things that I know because I do have a particular time block I can use to do that particular thing. So I always look like, what, what's the best day for me to record my podcast based upon what my calendar is looking like? Where can I slot that in? I know I want to write my newsletter on a particular day. I put that in. And so now I find, you know, the things that have to have a particular spot, stuff for the Soul Circle community. I need to do things on certain days. Write that down. And those become one of those top three things that I need to do for that particular day. And then now I have my Sunday where it has all the things that don't live on another day. And I take all those things that I didn't plot out 
and I write them down for Monday. So I have my top list, three things need to get done. And then everything else that didn't find a spot on a particular day, I write it down there. And the reason I do that is because I love kind of seeing it all in one place, knowing that these are the things I want to do this week that don't really have time carved out to do it. But it's right there. I can see it. Monday comes. All right. Top three things. Got to get those done. Got to tell you, don't always do it. <laughs> you know, we show up with the grandest of intentions, but it doesn't mean that it's necessarily 100% going to happen. But if it doesn't happen, it's all right, right? I can move it to the next day. And so that's what I do. I take that list on Monday, whatever I get done. Amazing. Check it off. Feeling great. If not, I transfer all those things to Tuesday. Same thing. Go through Tuesday. What did I get done? Check them off. If not, trail it on to the following day. And so, you know, if I'm having a good week, that list that's trailing me from day to day is getting smaller and smaller. Sometimes more things come up, I add them on, and then they continue to trail as well. And I just love that because I can see what I've accomplished. Nothing is better, right, than being able to check a task off. Oh, feels so good. And I can see, you know, what else is kind of looming over my head. So I love, love, love doing this. Love taking that Sunday to really plan out my week because otherwise everything is hanging over me. And I feel like all I'm doing before bed is like running through that list. All right, I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this. And then I wake up in the morning and I've totally forgotten everything that I just said the previous night that I wanted to do. So I have to write it down. And on Sundays, as I am running this list, I almost feel my shoulders like dropping away from my ears and I relax a little bit because I feel like I have a better sense of control over what I need to do. Where are those pockets of time that I can do something or take that time even just for myself? And that has helped me find a little bit more balance in the way that I can see where I need to shift, where I know and almost also mentally prepare that there might be a day where there might be some running around, but it's not going to come unexpected to me because I can see it's coming. And sometimes just even mentally being prepared for something helps me immensely, right? Really, if I know it's going to be happening, I'm, be I'm better, you know, at reacting. If not, oh. It can be rough. <laughs> it can be rough. So that is my one thing, that Sunday planning day, where I just get it all down. And I got to tell you, I put down the smallest of tasks that need to be done because they take time. Any little thing that we have to do is something. And again, feels so great. Check mark, done, you know? And when you see, or I shouldn't say you, when I see my list of things and I see there are those certain things that are super easy. Sometimes I just go for them first so that I can check something off. Sometimes I have that motivation in the morning and I'm like, oh, no, I'm going to tackle this big thing because I'm feeling focused. So I'm going to I'm going to go after that. It's great. You have it all there. You know what to expect. You know what's coming. Wonderful. This has really, really helped me. So that is my first thing, scheduling out my week, that weekly Sunday planning. All right. Now, the next thing that I've been really putting into practice, and I'm going to say practice because it's not an easy thing to do, but I know it's something 
that I need to focus on. And that is saying no without an excuse. So you do not need to do everything in the world that people are asking of you. Could you imagine insanity? You, it's not physically possible. And you don't need to go everywhere that people want you to go. You can choose. You get to be the one to say yes, and you get to be the one to say no. But so often when we are saying no, we feel like we need to give an excuse, right? Or a reason. Maybe I should say reason. <laughs> but we need to say why we can't do it. But it doesn't matter. It does not matter why. All that matters is you are unable to do it. You're unable to go. You're unable to whatever it is. And you can just politely and nicely say, nope, I'm not able to. And that's it. It can end there. We don't have to say, no, I'm not able to because blah, blah, blah. No. End it with just no. I'm not able to. No, I'm sorry. I can't. And yeah, let me tell you, not easy. <laughs> not easy to do at all. But it is something that I really am trying to implement because I have really pushed myself and stretched myself thin in ways where I was just saying yes. Yes to everything. And I really didn't want to do a lot of those things. But I was doing it because somebody asked me to, because somebody needed something from me, because I knew I could be helpful in a particular situation, even if it was draining all of my batteries. But no more, you know, absolutely no more. I am in a continuous state of this practicing of if it isn't something that is right then and there a yes, where if you ask me and my instinct right away is yes, then it's a no. Because I got to be all in. If I'm not all in, I'm out. I have to be out. And it's really about me setting these boundaries also for myself. And that is my third one of what I'm trying to also uh, practice is maintaining boundaries. And it's not even so much for me maintaining boundaries with others. It's myself. There are times that I have carved out particular time to do something. And then somebody asked me to do something else. And I am so quick to drop the commitment that I have made to myself and say yes to this person because I want to do it. But here's the thing. I set aside that time for me. I need to, to hold myself accountable to myself and see if there's another time to do whatever that person is wanting to do and honor that time that I have carved out for me because it's valuable. And whether that time was for me to sit and take a nap, meditate, go to the store to do, get something, whatever that time was being used for, I scheduled it for a reason. And so why am I, why am I breaking my own commitment with myself? I don't, I don't want to do that anymore. I really want to keep my own boundaries and know that I can say that no, especially if it is my time, my time that I have allocated for me for whatever the reason is. Oh, these are tough ones, right? I wish they were easier. I wish saying no and setting boundaries was, could be a thing that you had a magic fairy wand and be like, nope, not happening. Here's my boundary. Don't cross it. <laughs> but no. We really have to be the ones to be 
conscious of our choices and our decisions. And so that's where the other one that is pushing me is going to come into play. And this is my number four. And that is to really speak up and say what it is that I need and be very clear and be clear, but also don't feel like I need to explain kind of the same with saying no, like I don't need to explain to you why I'm saying no. And if there's something that I need to do, if I need time for something, or I'm not feeling comfortable in a situation, I want to be very, very clear with you. And that's a stretch, right? To stand up for what we know in our hearts we need. To stand up for what is valuable to us. And that value is our time. Very valuable is that time. And I think a lot about work and how I balance work with Girl Scouts. And currently right now, even for both of the troops that I manage, it's probably 40 minutes to leave the office and get to the meeting. I end work at four o'clock. The meeting starts at five. I end work at four o'clock. That doesn't mean I'm physically walking out the door at four. If, that, if I was in my car at four, getting to the meeting wouldn't really be as stressful <laughs> as it is now. But I'm not. At four o'clock, I'm packing up my things. Or maybe I'm still stuck in a meeting and the clock is ticking and I'm sweating and I'm thinking, oh my God, what about the traffic? Checking my phone. And not really being protective of my own boundaries, not using my voice, not saying what I need and allowing that time to pass. And now I'm grabbing my things as fast as I can, running out the door, pedal to the metal, driving like a lunatic. And constantly just checking the time. And it's not, not a good feeling at all. Because I don't want to be late, right? I don't want to be late. These girls are, are relying on me. I need to be on time. But I kind of want to let go of that. I want to let go of this crazy pressure that I'm putting on myself. I want to be the one to stand up and say, you know what? I understand we have this meeting from four to five. I can do what I need to do first, you know, because it is that kind of a meeting. And then be okay with walking out maybe five minutes early so that I am in my car at four o'clock and it's not that stressful ride. Because really what, what value is happening in those extra minutes that I stay over? Usually nothing, (laughs) you know, like to be honest, no. So why am I putting myself through that? Why am I not standing up for me and what I need? And I think that is a huge one for sure, is really being clear, really stating what it is I need, what I need to do, and holding myself to that, and not not allowing it to get trampled on by my own insecurities, or get trampled on because I think, oh, maybe other people are looking at me and judging me. Or maybe people are thinking, oh my God, look at her. She's, you know, leaving a little early. I I can't even worry about any of that because none of that matters, right? I need to do what is really best for me. And I know I have talked about this before on the podcast, 
and how the life that I was living before the pandemic was that way, where I was just rushing, rushing like craziness, always feeling exhausted, never giving myself that time that I needed to really rejuvenate and find my natural rhythm and cadence. That was all lost. But now I have that rhythm. I have that cadence. And how do I honor that? How do I merge myself back into the world without losing all of that? And for me, it's really going to be about this planning on Sunday where I can see, okay, this is what my week is going to look like. These are the things that I need to do. What do I need to say no to? What do I need to say no to without giving a reason or an excuse, but just simply saying no? What boundaries might I need to set and protect this week? Where I know I need to record my podcast on this particular day. If somebody asked me to do something at this time on this day, I can't. I have to say no. I need to honor the commitment I'm making right here on this Sunday night to myself. And then really using my voice, being clear. And I can't stress enough about being clear because so often, and I, oh gosh, how many times have I done this? Where I just want someone to read my mind, right? Or read my body language. Maybe I'm huffing and puffing or looking like I'm disinterested or or whatever it is. Like, can't you just pick up on exactly what's in my head? It it doesn't work that way. People are not mind readers. We need to be very clear about what's going on. What do we need? What do we have to do? And so that clarity, that clarity and communication is hands down so important. And if we could get to that, I think we can find a beautiful respect for one another, you know, where you really see that certain things aren't happening out of spite, but they're just happening in this way because we're not sure how to communicate it. And when that communication gets lost, that's where a lot of struggle happens. And so really, really, I want to be very clear about what I'm asking for, what I'm needing, what is that next step in front of me. And those are, I feel, you know, the saying no, the boundaries, the clear communication are lifelong journeys, right? Like it's, I can't just turn a switch and now all of a sudden I'm amazing at doing all three of those things. Oh, I wish, but no, not possible. But when we work on it, when we're just conscious of it, that's a game changer, right? Just to know that I'm going to pay a little bit more attention to this. I'm going to watch what I do. Watch how I'm interacting in certain situations and how I am reacting. And could I have maybe reacted a little differently? Could I have maybe, you know, used my words instead of rolling my eyes? What could I have done differently so that the person in front of me actually understood what was in my head that I wasn't even telling them? <laughs> right? <laughs> what? What could happen differently? Pay attention. And so when it comes to finding balance, I really think it's about paying attention to the world around us, paying attention to what we're committing to, the way that we are choosing to show up, 
What are we saying yes to? What are we doing that isn't working that maybe we need to alter in some form or fashion? What is it? And it doesn't have to be like this huge, epic change. Sometimes the smallest of change can have a ripple effect. And one example I can give, and Dustin will laugh, but I am terrible about filling up my car with gas. Terrible. And it's really just because, and let me preface this, I live in New Jersey where they will fill it for you. I don't even have to get out of the car. But there's something about stopping at the gas station to me that feels like such a waste of time. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like it, it makes no sense, right? My car needs gas. I need to stop and fill it up, but I don't. I will have my car to the closest, closest spot until the car will stop before I put gas in it. And it's not good. Not good at all. Dustin and I were actually going up to this fair and we took my car. Usually he drives, so I don't have to worry too much about, you know, stressing someone else out. I can just live within my own stress of that. I didn't fill in my gas tank, you know, <laughs> it becomes my own thing. But once you have a passenger, they're now involved. So we took my car and where we were going was pretty far. It was probably about an hour away. And I looked at my gas tank and I'm thinking it wasn't full, but it wasn't empty. And I was figuring, you know, what? I can probably make it there and back. We're in it. Don't hit traffic. Could totally work. Man, was I wrong because as we're driving there, I just keep seeing it go down and down. And now it's getting close and my heart is like sinking because we're driving into the middle of nowhere. It's not like there's a gas station right around the corner, but we make it there. But on the way back, I knew I needed to get gas. And I'm trying not to let him see. Because I know he knows, but I don't want him to know that I really need gas. And we, I was going to pull into one gas station. He's like, you can't get gas here. This is not a good place to get gas. Fine. But like, I, I really have to. But I listened. I pulled out. And then there was not another one for such a long time. And I turned the little dial on the car so I can see like how many miles I have left now. Because it's getting to that point where <laughs> we're getting so close. And, oh, I was not making a home at all. And now there's this stress and this tension between us in the car because I should have filled up my car with before we left, right? I should have been prepared to do this. But I didn't. And I, I added all of this onto me. It was my own doing. There was 100 gas stations probably, you know, we're driving down the highway that I could have stopped and filled up on the way up. We weren't, you know, late. We weren't having to be there even at a particular time. We were just showing up to this fair, but I didn't do it. And so this is where like, I need to pay more attention to myself and set myself up better for success. Because when I do that, I will have better balance. Rather than me not filling up my car when I'm driving it the night before work and seeing, oh yeah, I definitely need to fill up before I go to work. No, no, no. I'll, I'll just do it in the morning. I'll have plenty of time in the morning. Whoever has time in the morning. If you have time in the morning, I honor you because no, there of course is this state of rush. And now here I am looking at the clock being like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be late. I'm going to be late, but I still have to stop and get gas. And feeling this 
awful way, right? I did that to myself. I was out in my car the night before, passing gas station after gas station. (laughs) Why don't I stop? And so really observing our patterns, because that is one I do need to shift. And I know Dustin will be so grateful if I do. And it's a sm- like that is a small little change. Rather than me procrastinating and filling up the tank, just do it. And it will change the way that next morning goes. I won't start my day in this rushed state. I'll get in my car. I'll have a full tank. I'll drive to work. No problem. Doesn't that sound delightful? Why don't I do it? <laughs> so yes, let's be observers of our world. Let's acknowledge where we're making things harder for ourselves when they really don't have to be. And maybe in doing that, we do find a little bit more balance, find a little more space, a little bit more breathing room. Doesn't that sound delightful? Yes, yes, yes. Mm. So what do you think? Do you think we could find a little bit more balance in our lives, find ways where we can tweak things, where we can pay a little bit more attention? I'm going to continue with my Sunday planning. I'm going to really try hard to say no. Stay within my boundaries, especially within my own self. Have that clear communication and just pay attention to the world around me and the way I'm interacting with it. What about you? Come over to the community space. Share what you're going to do. All right, you know what's coming next. Grab your notebook because I have a writing prompt for you to really just explore this a little deeper. And if you are new here, I give a writing prompt at the end of every podcast. And it is an opportunity for you to just put down any of the thoughts that might have come up on the page while you were listening and excavate your own life and see, you know, what's, what's coming out? What do you really need to express? And so as you think about this idea of balance and where you can infuse it more into your life or find different things to get yourself into that better rhythm. I want you to start with the words rather than, rather than. And maybe it becomes a cadence of rather than whatever that is, I will, I will. Rather than blank, I will. And write that over and over and see what different things come up for you. And if something comes up and you're like, oh, I don't know where that's coming from. Don't judge it. Just get it down on the page. Sometimes our words will surprise us, but it is exactly what we need to express. Mm, so grateful to have you here. I will be back next Sunday and hope to have you join me. And it is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful knowing that we are in this together. I send you a giant hug and wish you navigate your path to balance in whatever way that looks and feels like to you. Until next Sunday, we will talk soon. Have a wonderful week ahead.